Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good, everybody. Welcome to another Gold Standard Podcast production. It's Friday, so this is the Gold Diggers Podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. She's Michelle Maggi. What's up, Michelle? Hey, hey. I'm getting ready because I'm going to Los Angeles this weekend. Tomorrow morning, that is. Nice. All stressed out. I've never been to California before. I have no idea what to expect. All I hear about is all the traffic and, you know, wildness. And those two things stress me out quite a bit, but I'm very excited. Well, I hope you have a good time, a safe travel, and uh, enjoy it. I am super pumped today because we have a game tomorrow. Yes, I love it. I love having a game to look forward to at the end of the week. I know I'm all grumpy and stuff when it doesn't things don't happen that I want to see happen, but isn't it nice to just have an actual freaking football game that we know we're going to watch? It is. You know what stinks is that I will... I might be off the plane by then. I should be off the plane. I got to, it's the first thing I'm going to do when I'm in LA is go find a sports bar though. That seems a little weird, but I'm going to have to, right? The Steelers play against the Bills. They're both playing their starters. And then there's so mm-hmm. much going on in the 49ers game. I can't miss all of this. This is way too exciting of stuff that's happening. So I'm very excited. Speaking of exciting things happening, Tyler messages. What's up, Robin Michelle? I am officially married Woo! today. Congrats, Tyler. Checking in on the stream when you get married? Holy crap, is that a lot of credibility. Tyler, that is fantastic. Congratulations. Well, I'm sure he got married over the week. Er, oh, yeah, maybe today. It says well, today. Congrats, Tyler. 
thanks for sharing your wedding day with us. That's really cool. Uh, Cinnamon Chris, uh, Kiss, excuse me, Cinnamon Kiss, YouTube channel member. Shout out to you. Become a YouTube channel member for less than $3 a month. Says, I'm in LA right now for a conference. Maybe you guys could meet up. Maybe you could have yeah. a little, uh, little beer or something. Hit me up on Twitter if you're still there over the weekend. We're going to get into everything we want to see happen tomorrow, but I always say, please rate, review, and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network. If you do, you leave a review. We'll read it on the show. This one comes from JM2121, top-notch 49ers content. Thursdays with Rob and Levin are my favorite show of the week here. All the shows on GSN are great. They call it how they see it, and if they get something wrong, they won't run from it. Rob has a very balanced insight on this team. Definitely not a homer, but not overly pessimistic that it's hard to listen to. Levin has lots of fresh takes that aren't cliche or repeated elsewhere. This team has so many content creators and you all top the list of them. Thanks a ton for all the great work. Thank you, JM. We appreciate it. I was left out of that review. Yeah, too many nice things about Levin, let's be honest. But <laughs> nonetheless. No, I, I, I agree with all those. Levin does do a very good job of uh, coming up with original stuff to, Shh, to say. Don't, don't. He doesn't need the encouragement. Don't say nice things about Levin. Um, okay few things to get to first of all something that kind of came out of left field kyle shanahan said brock purdy may play listen to kyle shanahan on kmbr we plan on sam going the first half still we just finished practice here so i'm going to talk to the trainers with the rest of our team and everything i might get brock in there for a little bit I have not finalized that yet but um thinking about playing the ones for possibly a series a little in the first quarter um but whatever that is, if, if we don't, Sam will have the whole first half. And if those guys do open the game with Brock and some of the ones, it probably won't be much longer than a series or two. Okay. First of all, yes, please. Please get Brock in there. doesn't need to be for the whole, you know, a quarter. A series is fine, but I want to see Brock. Yeah. He needs to get Brock in there. He's the starter and he needs to play. And there's just like, I don't understand. I, I get the whole injury risk, but you see Patrick Mahomes plays every single preseason game. Josh Allen is going to play a whole half this week. The Steelers are playing all of their starters. Like teams play their starters. Now there are still a few coaches that refuse to, but like we've seen Aaron Rodgers refuse to play in the preseason lately. And guess who really struggles in week one, Aaron freaking <laughs> Rodgers. He stinks in week one over the last couple of seasons, like incredibly bad because Everyone else is getting these practice reps and he's not in real life action. He needs to be out there. And I hate the whole one serious thing. Well, what if you go three and out, <laughs> you're not going to bring them out again for a second, like do three series long, unless the, if the first drive is eight plays long touchdown, yes, take them out, but you don't have to set a limit like that so early and also put the starting offense alignment out there as well. Yeah, so that's something that Kyle talked about with Lance. Uh, he was talking about Lance's performance and how he thought Lance got better as he went along. And he said, oh, it was really hard not to put him out there in the third quarter. I almost did it. It's like, well, you can do it. Like, you don't have to hold yourself to these these plans that you have going in. Sometimes I feel like he does that. He always says, like, well, we stuck to our plan and this is what we plan going in. It's like, you don't get extra credit for that. Like, adjust based on what happens. Like, to me, the fact that Trey went three and out on his first three series, like, that does impact how long I would keep him in the game because you're just, you're not getting plays, you know? So like with Brock, let's say, for example, they run on first down, right? And then they gain eight yards, nine yards. Well, then Kyle maybe wants to run on second and third down to try and pick up the first down. What if they don't get it, right? They run all three plays and then the series is over and then you're not going to let Brock like have a drop back passing attempt. Like, no, be flexible, Kyle. 
And like most coaches just say like they're going to play a certain amount of plays, right? They don't put drives on it. Like Sean Payton has said that in this game that his starters will play somewhere between 20 and 24 plays. That makes a lot more sense to me. Like have a play limit where you don't want them, you know, being too overused or on the field too much, but not a drive limit. So hopefully he just, he doesn't have everything planned yet. And that was just his answer, but Brock Purdy needs to play in this game as as well as this, like all the starters should be out there. I agree. And you don't, you don't have to go crazy, but yeah, you got to play football to get ready for football. Ben V says, yes, bring out Brock. He needs the most reps of all the players. Why give him the A-Rod treatment? I totally agree. Give him, he's still 23. He's only played eight games in the NFL. He needs reps too. As much as we talk about it for Trey Lance, like Brock needs it. And I'm anxious to see him, Michelle, because I want to be able to judge from my own eyes. You know, we got all these practice reports about Brock Purdy and, oh, his arm looks the same. He threw like two passes and everybody wanted to tweet out. His arm looks identical. He hasn't lost any velocity. Well, lo and behold, Brock Purdy himself said he's still working on his velocity. So (laughs) I think Brock would have a better idea than the beat writers on this team where his arm is. And I want to see for myself. I hope that Kyle dials up something deep. Like, let me see. Because there were multiple instances last year where he went to throw deep and the passes got there and they were caught, but it was close and a lot of them were underthrown and he's now had major surgery on his arm. So I just want to be able to judge for myself whether his velocity has been changed at all. Yeah. And we've been hearing, you know, he's been throwing a lot of interceptions and people are getting mad at least, uh, I don't know so much about us, but across the board, right. At content creators being more upset about Lance's almost thrown interceptions than Brock Purdy actually throwing them. The thing is, (laughs) I can't say anything about Brock Purdy's interceptions. I'm not there seeing them. I don't know his processing. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it tipped off a guy's hands that should have caught it or if it was the right choice. I do know that Lance made two terrible decisions, right? So I can judge that. I saw it with my own eyes. I'm not going, like, I want to be able to see Brock Purdy. And if he's making these same mistakes that Lance was, I'm going to be critical about him as well. It's not like I'm going to just say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. It's just preseason. No, I'll be critical, but I can't, I can't judge him until I see him in an actual and with my real eyes, you know, like I can't. Sounds pretty fair to me. Uh, Diego, yeah. shout out to you, YouTube channel member. Hopefully Brock plays well. I'm not sure if I can stand another week of, oh, we are doomed at quarterback. This is what I want to see with Brock when it comes to the interceptions, because not every interception is the same. With Trey, I thought the would-be interceptions were the result of bad decisions. I haven't seen whether Brock's picks in practice are the result of bad decisions or lack of arm strength. Grant Cohn seems to indicate that it's lack of arm strength. Grant can be a little hyperbolic, though. So I don't I want to be able to watch with my own eyes because he I also think said that Trey Lance threw a touchdown with his whole chest out um, on Twitter. So not going to take anything he says. Seriously, I want to see like is Brock does Brock have a guy open on an, a, an out to the sideline and he throws it and the ball's in a good spot, but it just takes forever and the corner has time to recover. That's different than throwing into double coverage over the middle of the field. So I want to see, you know, again, it's it's about what the arm looks like, but I think that there are different types of interceptions, but that's why I'm so excited to see all this stuff because we haven't gotten to see Brock. The last time I saw him, he couldn't throw at all. It was a friggin' NFC championship game. Yeah. And Oh, that was a disappointing day. No, I, I definitely, I, I want to see him out there for at least a couple drives, see what he can do again. Like, I would really like him. I would like to get to see the chance, not with him with the backups though, right? Like 
I want to see this. The whole point of him playing is to gel together as an offense. It's not just to get Brock Purdy in there. I mean, it is, that would help somewhat, right? Just getting him any reps, but really where you're going to benefit is having the full starters out there. That's what these other teams are doing. Like the chiefs and the bills, like get your full starters out there. They're not putting in Mahomes and Allen with the backups and let this offense gel a little bit, give them a few series and gel before you just throw them all out there in week one. I, I, Yes, it'll suck if there's a huge injury. I get that. But at the same time, there could be a huge injury in week one, right? There could be a huge injury anytime. You gotta, you gotta prepare for the season. And I think part of it too is like Shanahan needs to talk with Brock and he needs to be like, you have to protect yourself, priority one. Like you're the starter. We've told you you're the starter. So don't feel like you gotta go out and throw eight touchdowns. I don't care if maybe you could scramble around and make a play later. Chuck that thing out of bounds. Like, we yeah. can't have you get hit. Some of it has to be on the player themselves to protect themselves. Like, you know Mahomes is not going to – he's going to protect himself. He's not going to, you know, take a big hit in the preseason. So I think that's part of the reason why Andy Reid sort of has, like, a little bit of trust in him. And Kyle needs to be able to have that with Brock. Yeah. I mean, thinking about Josh Allen now playing a whole half, I don't know if we can trust him not to – True. <laughs> It'd be yeah, crazy he's got a out there. Yeah, so I'm worried about my fantasy teams at the moment now that you just said that. But yeah, that's 100% a great point. They need to tell Brock, this is not the time to play hero ball. It doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, the score does not matter. So please throw the ball away or just get down if you need to. I don't know how to pronounce this name, so I apologize. I'm going to go with Omar Neal. Sorry, I know I'm terrible at this. Uh, put it in the chat and I'll get it right. Are we going to be concerned if Brock throws interceptions on Saturday? Are we going to hear it's only preseason? To me, I'm not really freaking out a ton about that unless, as I said before, his interceptions are coming from the fact that he just doesn't have the arm strength to get it there. The only thing I worry about with the interceptions are do this, does it start to get in Brock's head? Because if, if it starts to get in his head, then maybe you start to see some hesitation and that is not what Kyle Shanahan wants. He always praises Brock for just getting in there and letting it rip. I went back just before the show just to see Brock never threw double-digit interceptions in college. So he did have some horrible interceptions, but it wasn't like, oh, he's constantly turning the ball over like a Sam Darnold did. So that's why I'm, I'm not freaking out about the interceptions just yet. He seems like he has a personality that if he throws an interception in a game, he could shake it off and he's going to be fine. It's not going to yeah. get in his head. So I, I'm not worried about that. And we we saw last year his processing was just really sound. I mean, like that that was not an issue for him. Like it's been with Lance. It's not something we were worried about. It's about how how high of a ceiling he has as an overall player with just his athleticism and his arm. But the processing is there. He can see the field well. It seems like the game is not too fast for him. So yeah, hopefully we don't see that regress in this preseason game because that would be scary then, right? It's like, okay, well, what's gone on this offseason that's making him more hesitant? and worried to get the ball out of his hands. Sign me to nine watching on my Twitch page at stats on fire. Follow me on Twitch says if Brock throws picks, it'll be about getting the rust off. I do think that will be the reaction, which is different than the Trey Lance reaction. But I do think that Brock will not face the same criticism that Trey faced. If he does throw interceptions, would you agree? I, I, the whole Trey Lance thing has been bubbling in me this whole week, listening to all of your, you and Grant, and then you and Levin yesterday. I didn't do mostly so just this week. Mostly just you at yesterday's podcast. No, but all the content creators on on Twitter, 
thing. Like he had to have an amazing perfection game. He has to be the best for anyone to give him credit. Stop. Like stop. I was all on board with Trey Lance this offseason. all on board. That's not what happened in this game. He was, listen, he received, I don't care what you think about PFF, but he received a 32.9 PFF overall grade in that game. The worst among 54 quarterbacks with 10 plus drop backs in the preseason, the very worst among 54. It wasn't just, he didn't do absolutely amazing. He was absolutely terrible. And there's no way around that. That's so not I mean, like, the question I, I asked you. I cannot hear anymore about you guys. Just like saying that he needs to be absolutely perfect. I just want to see him process, get the ball out. Stop holding on to it for four seconds like that. I, I want to see him make better decisions. I, I just want to see him not be the absolute worst in a week. That's, that's what I asked for. That's funny because you know who disagrees with you? Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young. I, don't I know, know I listened yesterday. Not seeing it. I think what's happened is he's now squeezed where every throw is a, is a referendum on whether he's any good or not. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a lot of college or even pro you know, money in the bank. Not, not literal money, but just that, you know, the ability to kind of go out and play and show people what I can do. And so there's all this expectation and, and aspiration and fear and anxiety. And every time I go out for a series, something great's got to happen. What do you think about that? I already listened yesterday and I understand that he might have a lot of pressure on him where he feels like he has to be great. Right. But the normal level headed people in football, and I'm not saying like the regular uh, 49ers fan can just will like love him again. If he's just average, all we're looking for is for growth, Right. So, and the coaches, I'm sure all they're looking for is growth. And if it's in his head enough where he thinks he has to be the absolute best, maybe, and that sucks for him, right? He's just a young kid and yeah, that does suck. But uh, how do you fix it? You need to be able to fix it. And it seems like we have no ability to do that right now. My whole point is he's the backup quarterback. So we need to just move on from this whole Trey Lance shenanigan and focus on the starter. Well, I'm trying to do that, okay? We can talk about Lance later. What I asked you was, will the reaction to interceptions or near interceptions be the same, or do you think it'll be different between Brock and Trey? I I will act the same. I don't know about everybody else. Uh, that, well, that's what I'm talking about. I, I'm sure you will, because you're consistent with your takes. But I don't think the national media will. I absolutely don't think so. How much is the national media caring about Trey Lance right now because I haven't we haven't talked about him on NFL Network at all we don't care about the backup quarterback oh my God, are you serious he's getting slammed Michael Lombardi said when his mama picked him up from the crib she knew he didn't have quarterback instincts is it Michael uh, Lombardi a 49ers guy no he's from the 33rd team he's oh, well, not a 49ers excellent. guy you got people on get up I think it was uh I can't remember who it was and I don't want to say somebody if, if it wasn't them but somebody on get up said it's the worst draft trade of all time okay, well, don't watch ESPN watch NFL Network guys. <laughs> uh Shamil says don't make us choose between Brock and and you Steve Young that's funny I feel uh, like you're so so much of Twitter right is us living in this 49ers bubble I got myself into it by following too many of y'all and it's so much negativity but it's all just 49ers world. And there's like a whole NFL world outside. And I don't really think that many people have an opinion on Trey Lance. Oh, they I really, do. really don't. Colin Cowherd's talking about it. Most, Rich Eisen talked about Trey most Lance. NFL <laughs> casual fans don't even know who he is. Casual oh. NFL fans. 
that then they're okay. real casuals. I mean, the guy's the third overall pick in the draft. The so. normal NFL viewer is a very casual fan who does not know who Trey Lance is. Charlie Rodriguez points out Kurt Warner said he's seen growth. That's true. So did Steve Young, as a matter of fact. But anyway, we're still sticking with Brock. I think the reaction is going to be a lot different. I think it, people are going to say, oh, it's just Russ with Brock. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I think that is absolutely going to be the reaction, but we'll see. And he may not throw any picks and he may not throw any near picks. So maybe it won't come up at all. But the good news is hopefully, hopefully he plays. I really do hope that Kyle sticks with that. I'm sure he wants to play. I'm sure he's telling Kyle he wants to get back out there. I hope he is anyway. Uh, yeah, you would hope he wants to play. I mean, no, I think all these quarterbacks, besides like Aaron Rodgers, they want to get in these preseason games and get there is going to be rust for sure. And that's the thing, like Trey Lance, absolutely, there is going to be some rust. Nobody was asking for him to be perfection. Like, so any quarterback that comes into the preseason in week one, there's going to be rust for the most part, unless they're just, you know, absolutely amazing. But yeah, he, he needs to come in knock that off. And that's why I don't want him to have one drive because I'm sure his first play is not going to be absolutely amazing. And who knows how many first downs are going to get offense always starts slow in the beginning of the year, like the beginning of the regular season year offense starts slow, let alone the first, the second preseason game. So I do think if they're not going to play the starters much in this game, they're going to have to play a whole half next game. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Werewolves of Sanger says Rob knows more than Colin Coward. Uh, I do know more than Colin Coward. Let's I think everybody does. Yeah. Right. I've worked on Colin Coward's show. I could say that pretty, at least about the 49ers, at least about the 49ers. I could say that for a fact. Um, okay. So Brock's going to play. Whatever's going to happen with Brock is going to play. I hope that Debo plays. Like you said, I, you, I want to see Debo look faster because everybody says he looks faster. He looks good. I want to see him separate from people. I want to see Ayuk not drop a damn pass and cook somebody because all we hear about is that he's, you know, he's going to take off this, that, and the other thing. Okay. Like, let me go see it. I want to see it. Damn it. So yeah. And even like Aaron Banks, you know, he was okay last year, but I like to see some improvement from him. I'd like to see how the first team offensive line holds up. So there's a lot of reason to play the starters and, and I will be locked in watching them as I'm hosting, by the way, for ESPN radio. So I have to literally host, I'm seven to 10 on ESPN radio tomorrow. I'm going to have it up on the screen. I don't know what I'm going to be talking about, but I'm going to be watching with my notepad, taking notes as I'm on the air. That's going to be a, a lot of work for you and very stressful, yeah. but I know you can handle it. Uh, but I, I will say when you just mentioned the offensive line, Trent Williams probably definitely won't play. And that does make me worried about any of the quarterbacks that's back there. Cause Jalen yeah. Moore last week <laughs> at left tackle was horrendous he allowed three pressures including two sacks on 16 
pass blocking snaps. <laughs> That's like, I don't even know how you do that. But uh, he's listed as a backup left tackle right now. And I don't know if they can go into the season with that being their only option if Trent Williams goes down. Do you think Leroy Watson, or I'm going to butcher, is it Lim? L- Liam Manning? What's his name? Lim? 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 Im? Anyway, he's How been getting a lot it? of pump. I think it's Ilm, isn't it? Ilm. Okay. Ilm. I have a pronunciation guide somewhere. I need to find it again. But anyway. But hopefully they can beat him out for a roster spot at this point if Jalen Moore doesn't show more in these next two preseason games. Jalen Moore stinks, man. He stinks. Like, he's been uh, not, not a Jalen Moore fan. Anyway, um, so that's the starters and the first team. And I would like to, and I like to see the first team defense, by the way. Yeah. Let me see, you know, Lenore out there. Let me see more. I'd like to see uh, Javon Hargrave, please. Like the new toy, right? Like, let me, let me see Javon Hargrave. Come on, at least for He's a series or two. So hopefully the starters get a little bit of run. But after Brock is going to be Sam Darnold. He's going to come out. And what I've said is, I thought Sam Darnold should have looked a hell of a lot better against the twos and threes if he's this five-year veteran. So if he's going to get the whole first half, like you better get some points, man, go down the field. If you're going to be the guy that they're trusting this backup quarterback spot to, and we know historically the backup quarterback usually plays in San Francisco, at least since 2014, you got to look good. I want to see you look good because you did, you looked okay. You had the one deep pass that was, that was great. But other than that, I wasn't impressed. So go out there and impress me, Sam Darnold. I, there's no, it's like, what is Sam Darnold going to do to impress you? We have how many years of evidence that he's not a good quarterback. So I, I agree. Mean, yeah. He, he, he started off looking fine in the last preseason game. He was definitely, I mean, when he came in, it was like, okay, he's performing a lot better than Lance, but then as his time went on, he was just getting worse and worse. So yeah, I would like to see him not fall apart. That'd be great in a preseason game, but there's nothing really I'm there watching Sam Darnold for. We know what he is. We know what he is. Well, I agree, but the 49ers seem to have all this faith in him. So, like, show us what they see. You know, that's what I'm really waiting for. Show us the stuff that the 49ers keep telling us is there. Because I didn't see anything last week. So, let's see it this week. He's going to get a whole half. He only got a quarter uh, in the first week. So, we'll see. Um, it'd be interested, like, does he get to play with any of the ones? I have no idea, you know, because if, if Brock only plays a series, do they take all the ones out with Brock or do they leave some in for Sam? That'd be another thing. Uh, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to see. Yeah, I would like to see that as well. But also, do you think like Brandon Allen steals snaps again? And do you think them playing Brandon Allen means they are trying to move on from Lance and trade him? Because then he would be there actually you know, a third string quarterback that needs some reps. Brandon Allen might not play because his wife just had a baby and he oh, yeah. wasn't even with the team until Thursday this week. So maybe he might not play just because like he literally hasn't been there. I don't know. Maybe he does play, but if he doesn't play, I think that you could literally say that's a pretty legitimate reason why not. Um, and then Trey, Trey's going to have to get in there. And what I have said consistently is I hope that he just lets it freaking go, man. You're not totally confident. Whatever, man. Just let it rip. Just He needs to go in there with nothing, nothing in his frame. Like, literally, there's nothing to lose at this point, Trey. That's and he needs someone. He needs to talk to someone in his family or maybe you know, I'm all for therapy. So I like, listen, I love therapy. But if he goes to a therapist, she, she, needs, she or he needs to get in his head and just say there is nothing to lose, man. Just go out there and give it 
your all in play, not scared. And let's see what you can do because he still has a chance to be something in this league. I don't, there's not a chance for him to be the week one starter unless something were to happen to Brock Purdy, but there's still a chance that you can move on with another team or maybe Purdy goes down and maybe you get your chance sometime. So like, I still want to see him improve. Obviously I'm rooting for Trey Lance. I really, really wanted him to be great. So I, I would like to see him come out in the second half. Uh, you know, he's unfortunately going to be behind the backup offensive lineman again but at least he's not going up against the starters and just show what you can do without you being in your own head. He has never been able to play with nothing to lose ever. And I, I do agree with you. I think he's at that point now because like you could say whatever you want, but I would say, listen, Trey, the strategy that you have employed so far is clearly not working for you. So to continue that, what's the point? If you go out there and you throw a bunch of picks, okay. But like, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So just go out there and let it freaking rip. Throw with a little anticipation out there. If it's a tight window, have a little faith in, I don't know, Tay Martin. And I get it. It's hard to have faith in some of the backup guys. But like, again, you have no choice. So friggin' let's go, man. Drop back and let it rip and let the chips fall where they may. And maybe you impress the 49ers. Maybe you impress somebody else, like you said. But go out there and and... Just do it, man. Just chuck it. See it, trust it, and throw it. Well, and the conversation that's going around right now about Lance with what you're seeing uh, around the 49ers role, and I guess on good, whatever that show was on ESPN, but uh, the conversation can't get worse around him, right? It can't get worse. So you go out there and throw, you know, if you throw six interceptions, it can't get worse for you. The It just literally can't. So at least, you know, there's nothing to worry about, like you said, and maybe you have to put it in some more tight spots if no one's getting open because you're playing with the backups, but he can't play scared and he can't be holding onto the ball. I want the ball out of his hands consistently within three seconds. Sign me to nine says, just let him get a pep talk from stats. Look, if you're watching Trey, I'll give you the pep talk right now. If he sat down in front of me, I would say, dude, you need to start acting as if you were the third overall pick in the draft. You had one year at North Dakota State and the smartest offensive mind or second smartest offensive mind in football said, that's the guy I want. Act like you're that player. Go out there. Act like it's your job. Act like you're the best guy on the field and let that freaking thing rip and show everybody that you are the quarterback that you yourself believe yourself to be. Let's see it. That's exactly what I would tell him. I feel like sometimes he needs to like, he's too humble sometimes, you know, like to Brock's credit, Brock's first touchdown was a, a throw in the flat to Kyle Juszczyk where he was wide open. And what did Brock do after it? He started, he did the primal scream. He was like banging his chest. Like, yeah, man, show me a little of that dude. Yeah. And you need to have here. that. You need to have that confidence. There's also a whole scenario that, you know, a lot of people don't want to bring up because he was the third overall pick. And we've all been rooting for him. There is a scenario where he's just not that good of a quarterback. He did play yep. against FCS competition. As I stated prior to the 49ers even drafting him, I i mean, every time I watched him, every game, he was throwing two wide open players. The, I couldn't believe it. I mean, there was just never a defender in sight. Never a defender in sight. And this is how this is. You can go back a few years ago and listen to our us talking together. I said that about Trey Lance. He never had to throw with pressure or in tight windows ever, ever. So that was something I was worried about. Maybe Trey Lance is just a guy that could get it done in the FCS throwing to wide open players with no defense. That yes. could be a thing. 
That's totally possible. And I've always said that about Trey too. It's I've never said it's guaranteed he's going to be great. I've said we just don't know and we won't yeah. know until he plays. Well, one way or another, we got to find out. But I do think I agree with you in that, like, that he has a huge adjustment from college to the pros. And he hasn't really had time to learn that this is what open looks like in the NFL. And part of it is because sometimes Kyle Shanahan does get guys wide ass North Dakota State open. So, like, in a way, I almost feel like he's like, the transition was slowed down a little bit. But, like, he's got to learn that. This is what open looks like, and you're going to have to either trust it or get out of the league, pretty much. Uh, Obi-149, love that handle. Young's take on Trey Lance was fine, but Steve impressed when he got the chance. I'm assuming he means Brock impressed when he got the chance. Question is, can Trey Lance? So far, he hasn't, and he's not backing Joe, rooting for him. That's a weird comment. I, we're all rooting for him. I, I, well, I shouldn't say that. Some Maybe some 49er fans aren't, but I am. And I hope that he, I hope that he does great. And I hope we see it. But if it doesn't, that's the thing. If he does, it'll be really interesting, right? What if he plays great? What if he throws two touchdowns, you know, completes 65% of his passes, maybe makes a couple plays with his feet, whatever. Then what do people say? That, like, then all he of a can sudden, compete for the, then he could be the backup. Like last week, we were kicking him out of the league. I was on 95-7 the game yesterday. Bonte was saying he should go to the CFL. Like, you know, I, so that's why I'd be interested to see the reaction if he has a really good week. Is it going to totally flip or are we just going to say, ah, I was against twos and threes. It was second half of the second preseason game. Who cares? I'm, I think we'll say it was a really nice start. It's good to see some growth and let's see it again next week. Like, let's see some strings of growth here. What are Instead strings of strings of, of badness, you know how they say like players put together strings of good practices and it really matters, right? Instead of being so inconsistent from each day, like actually putting together three to four good practices matters a lot to these players and their growth. And yeah, he only has two more chances, I guess, but let's see some growth in this game and let's see even more growth the next game. And that's two. Then we get to see twice with our eyes that he's actually growing and the the reps are actually working for him. If we're not seeing any growth, then yeah, I don't know where you go from there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Beyond the quarterbacks, I want to see the whole team look better. Just look good. They didn't look good last week. And Kyle Shanahan was on KMBR and kind of explained why. I don't know if this holds water, but I want you to hear it anyway. I really wanted to get back to our routine. I thought we got off a little bit in Vegas. We ended up being out there for almost six days, but you only have two practices. And so it kind of got us off our routine, I thought, a little bit. Just a little bit out of whack. Okay, it's possible that that happened, but, like, you're back now. So let's not get shoved off the line of scrimmage every single play. Let's not get pushed around on defense. Let's get a ground game that can gain a yard when they need to. Like the whole team just needs to look better just for my own sanity. Can And yeah, there's some players I'm definitely keeping an eye on. And one is Isaiah Oliver because he's expected oh. to be the starting slot guy. And he allowed four receptions on four targets. 34 yards and a touchdown on those not ideal way to start. Let's see, you know, actually cover somebody, please. And then Javon Kinlaw, 
he did nothing. I mean, absolutely, he had zero tackles, zero pressure, zero nothing. I mean, and watching him, like I said, that there, that, you know, I don't get to see him in every play when you're watching it on television. You don't know exactly where he is, but there was one angle is perfect. And like I said, he looked more like an offensive lineman than defensive lineman. Like he looked like he was blocking for the other team instead of trying to tackle the other guy. So <laughs> please show me something. Can lie. I know you're not even going to be starting, but you should be a rotational piece at this point in a rotational pieces on the defensive line can be a difference maker for a team making a oh, Super yeah. Bowl run, keeping these guys healthy and fresh and their legs not dying by the end of games. Kinlaw being able to be useful would be huge for this defense. The whole 49ers defense is built for that. It's built to have those rotational offensive linemen produce defensive. and uh, excuse me. Yeah. Defensive linemen produce and, help starters get a breather and still be functional when they're in there. And, you know, with Kinlaw too, it's like, we keep hearing how good he looks and everybody's talking about him. And then he gets up to the mic and says, Oh yeah, I'm special. I'm this. People don't, well then show me <laughs> at least you could say this for Trey Lance. He doesn't get to the podium and say, I'm the best quarterback in the league and I'm going to take the league by his He's not doing that. Javon Kinlaw is telling us how special he is. And yet every time I see him on the field, he's getting shoved out of the club. Yeah, he, I mean, at this point, how much longer do you hold a guy like this? I know he was a first round pick, but he needs to show something. And I'll, like, A, he hasn't stayed healthy. Yeah, but that could also be an issue again this year. We don't know if his body's going to hold up. But also, if he's on the field and not producing, then what do you have here? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any chance they re-sign him. I think he's, he's playing out the rookie deal, and that's going to be the end of that. But you're right. I definitely have my eye, my eye on him. Isaiah Oliver for sure. Or if they if they've already decided, hey, Isaiah Oliver, you can't be the nickel corner. What they did yesterday was they put Ambry Thomas on the outside and had Diamondor Lenore be the nickel, which is okay. interesting because you're you're Lenore essentially was taking, pretty bad last year at nickel. Yeah, you're taking your well, he's he's your number two corner, but then you'd be bumping him on the inside. Uh so that's an interesting thing. I know the Niners did, did that a few years ago uh when Harbaugh was there. I don't care who it is. It's not like quarterback. You know, I don't care if it's the Amador Lenore. I don't care if it's Isaiah Oliver. I don't care if it's Sam Womack, whoever the hell they want to put there. But you pointed it out to me last year. Like we can't keep getting killed on these slot fades every single time. <laughs> they got to get somebody in there that you can trust. Yeah. And just in the division, you have Cooper cup and Tyler Lockett, two of the best slot wide receivers in the game that you have to face four times. Now mm-hmm. you're not really scared of the Cardinals or the Rams this year, but it still would be nice uh, to uh, have such a gaping hole there in the defense when a lot of these teams now are putting some of their best playmakers overall into the slot because it's just oh, easier yeah. to give them space there. So this is something that the 49ers really can't just overlook heading into the season. It's a big reason why their secondary did struggle last year. So I'll keep an eye on the nickel corner spot for sure. Um, I want to see Ronnie Bell continue to make progress. I love Ronnie Bell. Like, he's like my crush this year. I liked him when they drafted him. I went, you know, the first thing I do when they draft a skill player is give me the highlights on YouTube. Let me see your best plays. And if anything from your best plays stands out, then maybe I'm like, all right, I might have a little bit of hope for you. And then I, we saw him in the game last week, and he was really, really good. If he if he didn't drop that perfect pass from Brandon Allen, he would have looked amazing. But keep it up. Because he's, he's coming for your boy Juwan Jennings' job. He is. And it seems like Danny Gray is not even going to get an opportunity at this point. So I don't know. It's another third-round pick thrown away. But, yeah, Ronnie Bell was exciting uh, last week. So that's like one of the only good pieces in that whole game. So I'm interested to see that. But it also 
the returners, right? Because Ronnie Bell was one of the guys who got a chance and Deshaun Jameson. Are they going to go with those two again and give them both a chance? Because there was five uh, handled kickoff returns in the preseason opener. Bell had the first three and then Jameson had the last two. But Jameson looked much quicker, faster, better. Now, he had a 37-yard return and a 32-yard return. They were both brought back due to holding. And then when you're looking at Bell, 17 yards, 16 yards, 24 yards. But he didn't look – he just didn't have that quickness you need from a returner. It didn't look like. He looked fine. Like, like comfortable catching the ball. And that's fine. Like, that's the minimum thing I want from my returner. But he didn't look like he could – potentially break one Jamison did Jamison looked like he had like you said the speed the agility I think he looked way better as a returner I would like to see it I wouldn't mind seeing Danny Gray as a returner but he doesn't have a ton of experience doing it he might be the fastest guy but I need a guy to catch the ball first and foremost and if you don't have a lot of experience doing it that becomes a lot harder yeah I don't know which of these guys were returners in college I'm guessing Jamison was if they're giving him the shot right now so yeah I thought for some reason I did think Danny Gray handled uh return responsibilities in school, but don't quote me at that. I don't, I don't know for sure. William Bonnet says, do the Niners strengths outweigh their weaknesses? Yeah. hundred percent. Right. They're one of the, listen, we're being critical on them because they're Super Bowl contenders. Like that's right. why we're, we're, we're nitpicking. It's not us trying to come down on this team. They are Super Bowl contenders. They are one of the best teams, not only in the NFC in the entire league. Right. So, but they have to compete with some other really good teams too. Now the NFC is very weak in overall, but the Eagles are a really good team. They're still the Cowboys. You, like, man, yeah, the NFC, I guess, is really weak, but there are other good teams that they have to compete with, right? And then if they do make the Super Bowl, you want them to have a chance. So these are just the little things that can be the difference makers when it comes to not only are you playoff contenders, which I think we would say like it would be a colossal meltdown if they don't make the playoffs, especially in this conference, oh, yeah. but are they true Super Bowl contenders? And these are the little things you have to look at when trying to figure that out and things that they need to, you know, make shape before the season starts. Here's what I like about the Niners on offense. I feel like they can win any kind of game that they need to. If it's a low scoring game, maybe a bad weather type game and you need to protect the ball and grind it on the ground, they can do that. If it's a high-scoring game like the Raiders where all of a sudden, for whatever reason, the other team is just lighting your defense up and you can't stop them, well, Brock showed last year in that game specifically that he's able to do that. He's able to keep up with people. So I like that they – it's not like, well, we have to run the ball 40 times every week in order to win, which is sometimes with Jimmy Garoppolo, I kind of felt that way, where really if the ground game didn't have it, you were really facing an uphill battle. I don't feel that way with Brock Purdy. So that's one of the things I love is just like they're prepared for whatever the hell happens out there. I was saying that last year, I was like, I really kind of want to see Brock Purdy in one of these situations where it's a close game at the end prior to the postseason, but they're playing such easy teams at the end. And so, no, it wasn't ideal that the Raiders with Jarrett Stidham went off on the defense, but it was (laughs) the best thing to see that Brock Purdy could and Brock Purdy in the offense, right? It's not just all him, but can keep up with that type of game where everything's just not going their way or you know, balls are bouncing the other team's way and they were and they they pulled out the win. And it doesn't matter that it's against the Raiders and Jarrett Stidham. Any team in the NFL is hard to beat. Like that's why it's called at any given Sunday, right? Like bad teams beat good teams all the time. So the fact that 
Purdy was able to overcome that situation. That was huge in my mind entering the postseason and then also now entering his second season, just knowing he has the capability to do that. I saw this stat about Purdy, and I don't put a ton of faith in it because, like you said, the 49ers were kicking the tar of every, out of everybody down the stretch. But in the fourth quarter, when the Niners were losing, Brock Purdy was 5 of 12, which is 42% completions, no touchdowns, an interception. And his success rate was 33%. Now, again, it's a super small window, but he was 47th out of 47 quarterbacks in completion rate, 41st in touchdown to interception rate, and 37th in EPA per attempt. Small window, but what we've said with Brock is he's still a young player. We're still learning a lot about him. We don't know necessarily, like, does he does he thrive in those situations when you're trailing? We, we, we have to find that out. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, like you said, it's such a small sample size, and I'm sure most rookies probably struggle in that yep. situation. It's all about does he grow upon that? Like, obviously, if he goes this full season as a starter and he really struggles in that area again and he's one of the worst in the league, then that becomes a problem. You're saying, well, is he the right quarterback for you? Uh, we had a good uh, comment up here that said, should Shani get fired if we miss the playoffs? Obi-Wan 49. Yeah, I was literally just going to get to that. But sure, you could start driving the show if you want. That's fine. Just take the wheel. I want to make sure you didn't miss it because it was uh, it was up. It, it was, was a super there. chat. Yep. We appreciate you, Obi-Wan 49. Fired if they miss the playoffs? No, but that would be a disaster. Uh, barring like everyone getting injured. We're assuming that people stay healthy and the 49ers miss the playoffs. That's a disaster. But I In don't this understand. conference, I mean, I don't even know what your record had to be. Seven and right. ten at this point. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think nine and eight probably still makes the playoffs in the NFC. So it would have to go very, very bad. But I, I feel like there are some people that really are trying to push Kyle Shanahan out for one reason or another. Grant's one of them. God, Grant thinks if they don't win the Super Bowl, he should be fired, which is absurd. Um, but like, I don't know why. Like, the dude's won a ton of games. And yeah, he's not perfect. And everybody knows I've crushed him for a lot of stuff and I will continue to do that. But don't let perfect be the enemy of good, or in this case, great. So I know it would be a disaster if they don't make the playoffs, but I'm not firing Kyle Shanahan, regardless of what happens this year. I don't really see how they don't make it. Like, I really like just looking at their schedule overall, even if they had a hard schedule, I couldn't see it. But looking at their schedule overall, it's really hard not to see 10 wins here. They're going to make the playoffs. And I like this is the thing with Shanahan. If you do have this many weapons on offense and they all stay healthy and you don't win 10 games, that's very, very disappointing. And I think at that point, maybe you don't fire him, but he has to be on the hot seat for the next upcoming year because you can't have the, the, like you have every weapon that you can imaginally ask for <laughs> in this offense. And you're supposed to be an offensive mastermind. And if you couldn't get games one, then, then what are we even doing here? See, like Homer says, I'm actually low-key tired of Kyle. Tired of his personality. It's his personality is one of the worst. One of the worst. Okay, but like who can so is Jim Harbaugh's. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh's I, I'm not saying he should be fired. I, I'm not saying he should be fired. I, I don't, you know. All I'm saying is people are tired of him. And if he was a more likable dude, then they wouldn't be. I guess, but like the guy has since 2019, the guy has been a freaking winning machine for the most part and okay. in the playoffs. Like, oh, he has. That's indisputable. Well, OK, yeah. I mean, I guess he has gone to the NFC championship three of the last four years. Yeah, that's pretty. You impressive. guess not. You guess he has. Well, that he, is his, his record's not that great because of the three bad years. But you could put that on the quarterback. For yeah, sure. Well, 
2017 and 2018 were horrible. The roster was horrible and they were rebuilding. 2020, they had a rash of injuries that we haven't seen in the league in a decade, which is absurd. But basically, since they got the roster where they wanted it in 2019, they've been friggin' good, really good. And I I get that he's frustrating and per- he can be arrogant. I'm on board. But like, you know, I don't fire coaches because I don't like their personality. Yeah, it is weird how it they do get better as the season goes on for sure, because it's not yes. both of the last two seasons we were considering they might miss the playoffs. I mean, there was a real spot in each of these last two seasons with their record that we're like, maybe this team's not a playoff team. Like, what is going on? And then they turn things around. They did it each of the last two years and then they make a nice run in the playoffs. So overall, I do feel like Kyle Shanahan is very inconsistent with his coaching. And I've said that many, many times. It's the inconsistency. But when they get to the playoffs, they are built. They are, their whole roster is built for a playoff team. Like when you get to the playoffs and it's cold and it's, you know, it's just that tough playoff football, their roster and their personnel is just perfect for that situation. And don't sleep on that, too. Like you said, they get better as the season goes along. That's not nothing. Like, that's actually really important. Shanahan in the regular season is 9-10 and in September, 11-6 and in October. Oh, excuse me. 11-16 and in October, 11-9 and in November, 17-10 and in December, and 4-1 and in January. So they absolutely get better as the season goes along. Yeah, but none of those were great. I mean, besides January, which is the most important. So I'll take it. And some of them, I think, too, like, if I, I don't have a specific breakdown, but I bet if you go back and look, a lot of those losses came in the first two years. Yeah. Um, but they, they get better as the year goes along. I think that's a sign of good coaching. I think that's a sign of understanding your team, understanding how you're getting attacked. The question is like, you could also be good when the season starts too. Like that's allowed. You, let's do both. You know, that would be better. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that would be, it is normally nice to, this is what I get worried about. Anytime I'm rooting for a team, if they start off too hot, I am like, Oh no, you're going to like slow down. Cause I think it's better to be, you know, a little slow in the beginning and get hotter, obviously. Right. Because you can look at a team like the bills over the last few years. It seems like they start off super hot. They look like the hottest team that no one's going to be able to touch them. They're going to definitely, you know, be a super bowl team that year, especially last year. And then as the season goes on, as they get closer to the pre or postseason, it's like, ooh, they're, they're calming down a little bit. And you don't want to be that team. Well, it's funny because sometimes like, but then you're like, yeah, we're we getting hot too early. And I worried about that with the Niners. But then it's like, no, nope, we're just going to win 10 straight games and go into the playoffs. And you're like, holy crap. I remember uh, figuring it out being like, if they're going to win the Super Bowl, that means this team is going on like a 14 game win streak. That yeah. just doesn't happen in the NFL. Um, and who knows? And it <laughs> It didn't. Yeah, because like weird stuff happens, right? Your quarterback gets injured. That's part of the reason. Um, But yeah, they do get better as the season goes along. But I'm not firing Kyle Shanahan. Let's let's just calm down with that. Um, The only way I fire Kyle Shanahan is if he just decides like we're making Sam Darnold QB one and we're benching Debo like he'd have to go completely off the deep end for me to say fire him. I mean, if he started Sam Darnold and they lost a bunch of games, then yeah, then it's time to go. You don't know what you're doing with picking your quarterbacks. The Darnold thing would be a fireable offense. Everybody knows my Sam Darnold position. But anyway, enjoy the game this weekend, everybody. One more. One more. Jake Moody, make your field goals. (laughs) You can't forget that. That's number one. I don't care that in practice you can make them and you seem so confident, right? That's great. And I'm happy for you in practice. I want to see you make them in the games. And also, I want to see Sean Payton try to ice them out at least once because that's what happened. That's when he misses two field goals was after timeout. 
I, yes. If I was Kyle Shanahan, I would ask Sean Payton. I mean, I don't know if you could do that to ask him to use one of his timeouts. Oh, but if yeah. It's like, use one of your timeouts and see if, like, if that messes with his head. So, okay, so this is interesting. First of all, yes, that stuff happens with coaches all the time. I actually wondered if Kyle asked McDaniels to do it last week. Now, McDaniels said no publicly, but who knows? But um, the famous story about Sean Payton and the 49ers is, do you know this story? You, you probably don't because this is like a really inside 49ers type thing. When Harbaugh was the coach of the Niners, supposedly Sean Payton called him before they played in the preseason and was like, hey, you know, I want to know, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to work on? Because coaches do that all the time. They, they talk about this stuff. And Harbaugh, for whether intentionally or unintentionally, never returned the call. And supposedly Sean Payton got super because Harbaugh broke coaching protocol. So he told Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, to blitz the hell out of the 49ers. And if you go back and watch that preseason game, they destroyed the Niners. They beat the tar out of them. Alex Smith was getting crushed. And supposedly it was all because Sean Payton was mad. So again, Peyton denies it, but you know, that's sort of the scuttlebutt there. So it'd be interesting. But if I was Kyle, I would tell him to do it. And they tried, they did it yesterday in practice to Moody. They froze him out and they had him kick it and he made it. But again, like you said, I don't care how many you make in practice. You have to make them in the game. He's probably got the second most pressure on him out of any 49er other than Trey Lance, to be honest with you. It's very different situation from practice where you're just around your own teammates than in a game situation uh, with, you know, a, a stadium full of fans and different, you know, that it actually matters if you miss or make it. So, yeah, if he misses a couple field goals again, it's going to get a little worrisome. Yeah. G-Rod says Jake's foot is too moody. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> last super chat before we go. William Bonnet, Michelle. Apparently he's ignoring me. That's fine. Michelle, I see nine losses, all NFC, all AFC North, NFC East, not Washington, and Jacksonville with a Seattle split. Your thoughts? People think this team is losing to the Giants? Come yeah. on. I, I don't see them losing to the Giants. And I don't think they lose to the Browns. And I, I think they can pull one out between Cincy or the Ravens. They are losing to the Steelers in week one. Yes. Did you hear what Levin said about Deshaun Watson? That he hadn't scored a touchdown in 11 and on 11s this preseason with the Browns. I, I've been reading that it's been really bad for Watson when he has to stay in the pocket. That's that's from the athletic. I don't know. I'm not there. But I, I've been reading that it's been pretty ugly for that offense. Anytime that Watson has to stay in the stay in the pocket, I guess Kevin Stefanski's offense and him are not vibing. That's a shame. That guy can't lose enough for me. I hope he never wins another football game again. So but, he thinks that the Giants have better quarterbacks and a better roster than the 49ers. Daniel Jones sucks. Like, he's terrible. He, he has one. Suck, but he's not. No, he talented. sucks. He has one year of his career with more touchdowns than starts. He sucks. Come on. Like, that's brutal. That's hideously bad. And they're paying that guy $40 million. Thank you, New York Giants. That's all I've got to say. I will say, I think the Commanders have a better chance to win than the Giants. Commanders D is pretty good. Sam and it's Howell. in Washington. Yeah, Sam Howell. At starter. the end of, I mean, December, it's going to be freezing. Yeah, I don't love that. Who do they play the week before? They play Baltimore on Christmas, the week before, on a Monday. So it's a short week for the Niners on the road across the country, coming off the Baltimore game. That's not going to be great. And that's week 17. I don't love that spot for the Niners. Not going to lie. It'd be nice if they had a season where they didn't have to win every single game down the stretch to make the playoffs. 
Yeah, and I think they I think they'll have a good enough record not to be too worried about that. Yeah, how about we rest a starter? Maybe Trey Lance gets a start then, right? If we're resting Brock Purdy, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world either. But again, enjoy the game this weekend, everybody. We're going to be live after the game. Levin and I will be here with you on the YouTube channel, on Twitch, again, at Stats on Fire, on our Facebook page, live after the game to break it all down. You and Levin are now the Trey Lance haters of the network. It's fine. You could totally flip on the poor guy and give up on him. Let I'll I'll carry the torch. It's cool. I'm not giving up on him. I'm just saying Brock Purdy is the clear winner here, and he needs to be the starter after well, what we saw last year to this year. Like and subscribe to the YouTube page, please, and thank you. Hope you join us after the game. Michelle, have a great weekend. Have a safe trip, and I'll Thanks. talk to you next week. Bye, y'all.